0: We're back with Thursdays with Pastor O. That's 7.30 p.m. live on Facebook and Instagram. There is a message from heaven for us in this year. We ask that you partner with Believer's Example Church through sowing a seed. We are confident that the grace that is upon this ministry will begin to rest on you and your house. Paul said in Philippians 4 and 19 that my God, the God of abundance, the God of all supply, will liberally supply, give you access, and grant you permission to all of heaven's resources. We are not asking for a donation. This is a seed in good ground that will yield an abundant, fruitful harvest. Your seed will help us advance the kingdom of God and cause many hearts to be won for Jesus. So online today at BelieversExample.com. Hello, this is Pastor O, and I've got some exciting news. We're getting ready to release Believer's Example Church online. That's right, Sundays at 10 a.m. We're coming directly to you. Follow us on our social media pages, as well as our website at believersexample.com. We can't wait to connect with you, Sundays at 10 a.m. Good evening, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? Listen, we're so excited. We're back Thursdays night with... Pastor O. Listen, we are ready for what God has for us tonight. Let's begin to pray and let's get into the Word of God for tonight. I hope you came ready to receive. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your mercy, for your compassions that are never failing. They're new to us every morning. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity we have to come together to feast around the Word of God. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to come together and learn more, grow more, experience all that you have for us and so, Father, we came ready to receive tonight. We have hungry hearts. We have hungry uh, spirits. We want to ever become and grow into the full stature of the knowledge of Christ and become everything that you're calling us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. And somebody said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Um, tonight is going to be just a little bit different tonight. We're going to uh, continue our subject on being led by the Spirit of God. But the way we're going to take a little bit of a different turn tonight is I want us to begin to talk about Things that hinder us. Um, So we're going to talk about the secrets to being led by the Spirit of God. Um, I need to make this statement. You know, being led by the Spirit of God is one of the most misunderstood doctrines, probably only second to speaking in tongues. Because of our ignorance of the subject, many have died prematurely, missed out on God's best, and have been robbed by the enemy, being led by the Spirit of God. So I'm going to talk about some things tonight, more of in a conversational tone, but to help us realize things that keep us um, from hearing from God accurately, us being led accurately, us receiving divine direction as we should. So we're going to talk about some things that keep us from that direction. The first thing I want to talk about tonight is you can cannot allow your gifts to lead you. This is so huge. Oh my goodness. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard people say um, the scripture, they've used the scripture, your gifts make room for you and bring you before great men. Let's look at that in, in Proverbs 18 and 16 out of the Common English Bible. It says this, a gift opens the way for access to important people. And so they take that as a leading of the spirit. So maybe you're gifted in a particular area. We see this a lot in um, singers in Hollywood. So you may have somebody that's starting off in the gospel industry, they start off, um, you know, singing for the Lord and someone discovers their gift and they write them a contract and they say, hey, you know, instead of singing, you know, for the world, come, I mean, I'm singing for for the church, come on and sing for the world. And so they'll take that as a leading of God. This must be God. The Bible tells us, and you're going to see this, I'm going to talk about this over and over and over and over. Romans chapter eight, verse number 14, it says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, the spirit of God. He is going to give you direction. You cannot be moved by your gifts. Um, Another thing that I've seen, even when it comes to gifts, your gifts, a lot of times people attach to your gifts. So when you're very gifted at doing something, it could even be a career. I've watched so many people get outside the will of God by gifts. So uh, maybe you may be talented in administration. You may be gifted to do a particular thing. You may be gifted to sing. But a lot of times those giftings are supposed to support the calling. You were never supposed to be led by how gifted you are. Because people are always going to, especially if you you've perfected those gifts, maybe you spent time in nurturing those gifts. People will gravitate and they'll tell you, oh, you're just awesome. You should be doing this and you should be doing that because you're gifted in, that, in a particular thing. For me, for instance, um, I started off, I have, a, I have my own business and I do graphic design. And I cannot tell you over the years how many people have tried to, um, I don't want to say prophesy, but quote unquote prophesy that, oh, you're just, you are gifted, that, that you are just anointed in graphic design. That is only to assist the call of God. The call of God on my life is I'm calling to the one, the fivefold ministry gifts and stand in about two or three offices. But that's what God has ultimately called me to do. If I would be led by how talented I am, I would not be here tonight doing this. I would be somewhere, i probably living in another state. I can't tell you how many offers I've received over the years. I cannot tell you how many people have tried to offer me positions, Um, it, it, you know, tried to offer me things, be, be directors of certain things. I could have probably named my own price, been making buku money because I was gifted in a particular area, but you can never allow your giftings to be leading of the spirit. Let's keep, let's go down to another one. And, say, and I want to say this, just because your gift took you somewhere doesn't mean you were assigned to be there. Again, just because your gifts have taken you somewhere does not mean you're assigned to be there. That scripture again says your gifts make room for you and bring you before great men. And it doesn't matter how many doors your gifts open, you have to ask Holy Spirit, am I supposed to be here? And that brings me to the next point. You are not to be led by open doors whoo my goodness this this is a doozy right here you are not to be led by open doors i cannot tell you how many people say well the door open it must be god Ah, it could surely be the enemy To get you off track, to get you in the wrong place, to get you hooked up with the wrong people. Just because a door opens does not mean it is God. Now, let me tell you why people use that scripture um, about open doors. But let's read this. It, it, it comes from Revelation chapter three and verse eight. This is what people use. They use this scripture and they say, um, I know thy works. This was Jesus talking to one of the churches. In Revelation, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it for thou hast a little strength and has kept my word and has not denied my name. Now, the reason why God set an open door for that particular church is notice what he said. They uh, kept his word. They haven't denied his name and they were doing what they were supposed to do, so God was saying to them, I oh, I, I set before you an open door. So he was telling them, this is the direction that you need to go and I'm setting for you an open door. You can't just take an open door without a leading of the spirit because oftentimes um, the enemy will deceive you by a seeming God opportunity. I can't tell you how many people have moved to different cities, different states because a door opened, you know, even jobs and careers. There's so many people that have moved their entire family across across the United States overseas because an, a door opened. But it wasn't God. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. So here's the connection to that opportunity. It doesn't bear witness with your spirit that this is the direction of God for your life. Does this open door bear witness with the path, the derrick, the um, the, the 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 call of God on your life and where you're supposed to be? And if it doesn't, guess what? You have to be mature enough to walk away from an open door. Woo! I'm telling you, that is is That is one of the hardest lessons I think believers have to learn is how to walk away from an open door. Some doors that open are not God's best for your life. It, it doesn't mean that it's not good. It may be good for somebody else. It might not be good for you. It may work for somebody. It might not work for you. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. And as we continue to talk about this in the upcoming weeks, we're going to talk about the different ways that the Spirit of God leads you, the inward witness. Uh, sometimes He uses dreams and visions, the Word of God. You have to have some type of leading. You can never be led by external circumstances. So things that are happening on the outside, you can't. Uh, you can't allow them to uh, be a greater voice in your life than the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes circumstances and situations and opportunities speak so loud that you know. and and, and a lot of times the desires already in our heart you got to be careful with that too sometimes when you already want to do something and just it just look lo and behold this thing just opened up for me this I always wanted to do that again it could be a deceptive door it could be a door that the enemy is opening to get you off track again we see this a lot happening in Hollywood you'll see how a lot of them started off in the church a lot of them will tell you yeah I was singing for the Lord but I got an opportunity I got this record deal I got and now I'm making more money but where are you in God? Where are you in the plan of God for your life? What is your life ending up to look like? And that's where we want to be. We are here for a designed purpose. There is a plan of God for your life and it is imperative that you cooperate with that plan. This is what causes you to really have longevity. A lot of times we wonder why people die prematurely. We wonder why things happen to people, tragedies. A lot of times people have gotten outside of the will of God for their life. They have gotten on the enemy's territory and they've gotten over into rebellion kind of uh, unbeknownst to them. But as you continue to go in a path that God didn't lead you, it- starts turning into rebellion it turns into disobedience so it's imperative for you to know what God is leading you to do and stay on that path regardless of finances in the beginning sometimes God may lead you in a path and in the beginning it don't even seem like there's any financial reward to it it might not even seem like there's any anything happening but God is faithful to his word that path will always lead to blessings but you have to stay in the plan of God for your life the next thing Let's go to point three. It is unscriptural for a believer to fleece God. Now, this came in the Old Testament where I believe it was Gideon um, begin to fleece God. What do I mean by that? He began to put this thing out and he said, God, if this is you um, in the morning, I'm going to lay out a fleece or lay out some wool and Let the ground be wet and the fleece be dry and then I'm going to know it's you. And so it happened that way the next morning. And then he said the next morning he put out another fleece. He said, well, this morning I want the fleece to be wet and the ground to be dry. Now, the reason why they had to do that in the Old Testament is because they were not born again. Their conscience was not a safe God. Their spirit had not been born anew. So they did not have the life and nature of God living on the inside of them. So they could not trust their conscience. We as believers, it is unscriptural. I'm going to say this one more time. It is unscriptural to put out a fleece before God the enemy will take what you are saying and get you off and deceive you so you might say well what does the police look like in today's time well lord I'm on, I'm going on, I'm on to do this and if I do this and it work out right, then I'm going to know it's you. Or God, if you set this up or you let this person come across my path, then I'm going to know it's you. Or Lord, if I have a dream about so-and-so, then I'm going to know that's what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely not. You will get deceived. The enemy will take advantage of that ignorance. That is not how we as New Testament believers are led. Again, Romans 8, 14 for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. What did I say? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You're going to hear this in your sleep. Every time you think about Pastor oh, you're going to be thinking about, he said Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Let me make sure the Spirit of God is leading me. Let me make sure I have a scripture. Let me make sure the Holy Spirit is really speaking to me. Let me tell you something. It is okay for you as a believer to ask God to confirm his word. That's the difference that's not fleecing God when you're saying God give me confirmation of that thing now somebody may come with confirmation you may be at a service you may hear a song you may hear a word and it will be right in line with what the Word of God is saying or what you already got in your spirit that's confirmation no don't allow anyone to ever prophesy something over you that you don't already have in your spirit let me tell you what to do throw it in the trash You might say, oh, pastor, oh, that's so harsh. Let me tell you, your life is dependent upon your ability to hear from God. I'm telling you, I have watched so many people wreck their lives, their marriages, the lives of their children by fleecing God, waiting on an opportunity, somebody prophesying over them. You are to be led by the spirit of God. God is not going to speak to somebody else about your future more than he's going to speak to you. He is wanting. Now, here's the thing. It is going to take time. It's going to take diligence because in the beginning, you're not going to be able to accurately uh, discern all the time. you like, was that my mind? Is that the devil? Is that God? Guess what? It takes time of fellowshipping and spending with God. It takes time praying in the spirit. It takes time reading the word. And that's why God gives you a pastor you should go to your pastor and if you're not sure say pastor hey i i i think i'm getting this from god Pray with me, and that pastor is anointed to help you discern. Now, they're not going to lead you, but they'll help you decipher what the Spirit of God is saying. That's why God gives us shepherds in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. It says, He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body. The office of the pastor is the office that is to help lead you, not the prophet, not the apostle. They are coming to confirm a prophet will only confirm what the Lord is saying in your spirit. He is not to lead and guide you. the The role of an Old Testament prophet does not carry the same value or weight as a New Testament prophet. The reason why they were so dependent on the word from an Old Testament prophet is because the spirit of God did not live on the inside of them. Do you remember when Jesus said, "It is better that I go so that the Comforter would come. When He comes, He's going to lead and guide you into all truth." So we can say it like this: the Holy Spirit took over the job of an Old Testament prophet. So the prophets in the New Testament, they were bring, they were the mouthpiece of God. They were bringing clarity, but they're bringing confirmation a lot of times when it comes to your personal life. When it comes to your personal life, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. Okay, so let's go um, uh, to another point, direction. Direction is something that um, I I I'm not sure why we have segmented or separated it out of um, the other parts of the uh, doctrine. But we have the direction is Holy Spirit guided, Holy Spirit directed. When you get a um, direction from God, it is something you have to do by faith. Just like anything else you do by faith. So, in other words, what I'm saying is, is you get healed by faith. You get delivered by faith. You're protected by faith. You plead the blood by faith. But we have separated divine direction from faith. And we have put it all on God. So we're making it seem like, well, um, if God gives me direction, then I'm going to have it. If he wants me to see something then I'll have it and and so we treat direction and we put it under the basket of sovereignty. So if God wants me to see it, he'll show me. If he doesn't want me to see it, here's where we get off in that. The Bible says that the Spirit of God came to lead, guide, and direct us. It is his job. It is the job of the Holy Spirit to make sure that you have clarity, understanding, instruction, and wisdom. But you have to receive that thing by faith. I need to make this statement. I Hopefully I wrote it down so you can see it. So I can, I want to make sure that you see this. Did I write it down? Did I write it down? Did I write it down? Uh, I didn't write it down. But le- let me say this. You won't always see the whole picture in the beginning. And this is where we get tripped up a lot of times. We waiting to see the whole, we want to see the whole thing. We, we, we want to see the whole thing before we step out and obey God. And a lot of times that's what trips us up. You're only going to see a portion, a part, and then that's where your faith must kick in. You must step out and obey that first set of instructions. You must step out and obey that first set of of guidance, and then you'll receive more. Mark chapter 4, it talks about he that hath will more be given. If you start off with what God is saying in the initial stage, you'll see more, you'll understand more, you'll perceive more. A lot of times, what happens is, is we're like, well, yeah, I I sense God is leading me in a different way, but I don't see what the next step after that is, so I'm gonna just hold it and wait. And what we do is, a lot of times we miss out on opportunities. I'm gonna say this without getting too deep because we'll go and talk about this in further times. But there are seasons. For a particular thing, a lot of times a word from God is it has a, a a timing to it. The Bible talks about times and seasons. A lot of times when God is speaking to you about something, He's speaking to you about in 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 the realm of a season. You have a particular time that you need to obey God in that thing. And what happens a lot of times is if you sit and wait on circumstances to line up, what you'll do is you'll miss out on that season and that opportunity will completely close to you. And you have to wait for that season to come around all over again. It is best when the Holy Spirit speaks. It's just like that song. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I will agree and my answer will be yes, Lord. Yes. As soon as the spirit of God speaks to you, you got to train yourself to start. I'm going to obey that first instruction. Maybe it may be something small. Maybe the spirit of the Lord may be telling you, hey, I want you to save about $50 a week. He might not give you any more instruction than that. That's That's an act of your faith. You need to start with them $50 a week. Then you may get six months down the road. And the Spirit of the Lord may say, now take that money that you saved and go purchase this or go do this. I can't tell you how many times I have the Spirit of God has given me instructions that almost seemed insignificant. It almost seemed like, ah, that don't make no sense. I don't understand why you're saying to do that. It seems small, but it's an act of obedience. When you do that, you train your spirit to hear. That is how your spirit hears. Do you know that your spirit hears through obedience? It doesn't work like sound, like human ears. Your spiritual ears are trained and they're perfected and they're amplified and they become sensitive as you obey the less you obey God the harder it becomes to hear from Him. I'm telling you what begins to happen is disobedience starts creating almost like an earwax buildup and it becomes so difficult for you to hear from God. If you want to know how to hear from God Start obeying in the small things when he prompts your spirit or you sense that you shouldn't do something or you sense you shouldn't go somewhere or you sense you shouldn't be somewhere. Start obeying that. Start obeying that. Start start making those adjustments. And what you'll start seeing is you'll get sensitive to hear more, to see more and to do more. We almost out of time already and I ain't even got through half of this. OK, Psalms 23 and 2. It says this. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The Spirit of God is going to lead you. This is referencing, um, uh, David was talking about the Lord. Of course, we know the 23rd Star the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside still waters. And the reason why I wanted to to, to bring up this scripture is because any time you get a leading of the Spirit of the Lord, it's always going to be beside still waters. What does that mean? It's always going to come with rest. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't mean that your mind is always going to be at rest, but in your spirit, it will be at you will be at rest. Sometimes your mind can be going crazy like this. Don't even sound like God. This don't make no sense. I don't know what's going on. But in here, you're like, "Mm, there's something about this that feels right. He's going to always lead you in a way of peace. Peace is of the Lord. Now, peace. Now, let me let me let me add this caveat. A lot of times people have mistaken peace for desire. Oh, God. I wish I had some time to really work this thing tonight. Many people have mistaken the peace of God for a strong desire. You can want something so bad until you can have peace in your mind about a particular thing. And in your spirit, it's not the right. You you just like mm, something ain't, ain't right about that. But you can override that inner leading of the spirit of God because you have such a strong desire to do something. Let me tell you something. Anything you do in life, no matter where you're going, no matter where you are, Always, always surrender that plan to the will of God. I know a lot of times in January, a lot of people, mostly women do this, but they do vision boards. Listen, it's great to have a vision board. It's great to have a plan, but that thing should always 100% be surrendered to the plan of God. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how great it is. It doesn't matter how great the opportunity is. Always submit and surrender those plans to God because... Those plans, what I found out a lot of times, what you start sensing in your spirit or great strong desires to do a particular thing, sometimes God will honor that in a different season. Um, I have watched God do some things for me that I've wanted to do for a long time and it didn't happen when I wanted it. But what he did was as I was obedient to what he told me to do, he would say, OK, Onesimus, now that that desire of your heart, I'm going I'm to let you step into that now. But it has to be the Lord. Y'all, I'm telling it's got to be God. It can't be just I want something bad enough because your desires will override the direction of the Lord. Um uh we're about to close tonight. I'm, I'm not going to get to all of this. Um, let me say this one last thing as we close tonight. You will never see the full picture at once. You must act upon what has been revealed first before more revelation will come and we talked about that. In Deuteronomy 29 and 29 in the New Living Translation it says this, The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them but we and our children, notice this, are accountable forever for all that has been revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. You are only accountable for what the Lord shows you. He's going to reveal by his spirit where you should go, what you should do, how you should respond. And in this season, especially in this time that we're living in, it's imperative that you be led by the spirit of God. Listen, we're about to close tonight. We uh. Are out of time. I want you to definitely connect with us on Sunday. We have um, online church. I'm so excited, y'all. Sunday, I'm gonna be right here with you at 10 a.m. We have a full online service, so just definitely get ready to connect with us at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's gonna be on believersexample.com as well as the believers example church page. I am the lead pastor, Pastor Onesimus Williams. I'm excited about the plan of God that God has. Um, we're gonna move forward in this plan of God even during this pandemic. And And later on in this year, I'm praying about some things. We're going to definitely be uh, moving into more physical uh, meetings. So I can't wait to meet with you. I'm excited about that. I want to show you this brief commercial and I'll be right back. Hello, this is Pastor O and I've got some exciting news. We're getting ready to release Believer's Example Church online. That's right. Sundays at 10 a.m. We're coming directly to you. Follow us on our social media pages as well as our website at believersexample.com. dot com. We can't wait to connect with you Sundays at 10 a.m. Yes. So that is our commercial for Sunday mornings. Uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Definitely connect with us. Let somebody know right here on BelieversExample.com or on our Believers Example Facebook page this Sunday which is Valentine's Day at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen, I love you. God loves you. Have an amazing week. Let me pray for you as you go. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to come around the Word of God and to learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. We thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for leading and guiding us. You do the best job. You are the great teacher. You are the great leader. And we follow you. We cooperate with you. We come into agreement with you. We thank you and give you glory, honor, and praise for everything Father, that you are doing and everything you will continue to do in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, if you want to give, you can give on Cash App. If you want a record for your giving, go to believersexample.com. That way you can get receipts for your giving and we'll keep uh, records and accounting of that. We love you. Have an amazing week. See you on Sunday at 10 a.m.